Hi guys, welcome to the Try New Frequency with Amber podcast. My name is Amber Chanel, and we'll be discussing topics and music videos to help others see life in a different way and to provide a map to the right frequency in your life. Now let's begin. Welcome everybody to Try New Frequency with Amber podcast. I am very excited. I have my good friend and colleague, Deborah Ymir, on with me today. She runs Life with Abracadabra. I love that name, and I can't wait for you to hear how she came about with that. So welcome, Deborah. Thank you very much, Amber. I'm glad to be here, and I'm excited to get started. <laughs> I'm very excited to have you here with me today. I am going to interview you first, and then we'll go into the music video after. I want people to get to know you a little bit more about your business. When we refer to it possibly in the music video, they're aware of what you do. To get started, Deborah, if you would share a little bit about the services that you offer and Obviously, in the show notes, I'm going to put in some links to your website, to the, some social media platforms, and your email so they can reach out to you with any questions or if someone else wants to bring you on their podcast. Um, and then tell me a little bit also and let the fans know how you came up with the name Life with Abracadabra because it's so unique. So my name is Deborah Ymir, and I've been doing this most of my life. My main purpose, I believe, on why I'm here is for healing. I've been doing Reiki for quite a long time. I always knew I had something about that in me. I just, I wasn't sure what it was or anything. And you know, when you're younger, you rub people's temples when they have headaches or whatever the deal is. And I just, I was able to, to help people not realizing what this was. But somebody had told me, a good friend of mine, Joan, had told me, well, you should try Reiki. And she is very spiritual. And this was back in the 90s. And she's the one who really got me involved with it because I never even knew what Reiki was. I've had a lot of good success with Reiki. I had an office in Beaver Dam. It was called Angelic Helpers. I called it that back then. And I had a handful of clients and I was able to help them. This is the way I kind of explain it. It's kind of like when I'm speaking with someone on the phone, say my brother in Germany, he is seven hours away. And if it's three o'clock my time, midnight his time, while well, we're still talking, time doesn't matter. Although it does to a certain degree. So it's kind of like that. When, when I tune into this energy, it works through me as if I'm the telephone or the telephone line. The energy knows where to go. Say somebody's depressed or if they have some sort of issue, I don't know, like stomach, like a digestive issue, whatever it may be, or both. The energy goes right to it. It works for them. And I kind of tell people you have to have their permission. So it's not like I can just have somebody say my brother has this issue because it doesn't work like that. So I tell people, if you have faith of a mustard seed, the smallest seed possible, you can move mountains with it. Well, you can move the disease and get rid of it. It just dissipates. And I'm just going to tell you this one little story that I have that I figured out many years ago when I had a headache. So in my head, I would 
get to the eye of the storm, focus in, zero in on that spot that was the most painful, and I would spread it out, kind of like what you, you'd call the ombre nowadays. I don't know how to explain it, but I would do that. And just watch these little particles disappear, and they would just go out of my head. Deborah, I am going to call it out, being the artist that I am. I would almost say it's like a gradient because I can, as you're saying it, I can totally see and visualize what you're saying regarding the ombre, but it being of a gradient factor. So I just thought I would throw that out there because I totally get what you're saying and you've done energy healing on me and it's amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, it is gradient. Now that you say it, I just, I didn't know how to explain it. I just know what's in my head. So I I encourage everybody to use that method. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's other things that I work with, like your chakras. I don't know if you guys know about chakra healing. We have these energy centers in our body that have to do with all areas of our life. It's how we feel, how we communicate, even money, intimate relationships, all that has to do with our chakras, whether they're open, balanced. And color therapy, every chakra is a color. So you start at the bottom and you go up towards your crown chakra, which is your head. You know how people have the third eye in between their two eyes that, you know, where people can communicate like you do. That's a third eye. The colors are Roy G. Biv. So you start out with red, orange, yellow, green for the heart, Roy G. B.I.B., blue, indigo, violet. And again, every color has its own healing properties. Now, some people, it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it, but something with your soul, it like some colors resonate with you and some don't. Now say some people absolutely hate the color yellow, but yet yellow is a memory color. McDonald's knows that. The people who make the highlighters know that. It's a, it's a color of wisdom, actually, too. Then you have green, which is a healing color. So what I do before my Reiki sessions is I have people look at certain colors of green. And then, you know, and then I have the lights with that. Then again, at the end, I'll use green again just to kind of close it and figure out which chakras are open, which aren't, whatever that case may be. And then I also do life and death coaching. Everybody knows what life coaching is. Death coaching is a little bit unique and different. That's kind of like walking the person, say they're on hospice and they're ready to pass along and go into their next life. There's many issues. Some people aren't ready to die. Some people's families not ready for it. Some people need to make amends with, say, a, a child that they disowned when they were younger or a parent or There's just so many emotions involved when you know you're going to die. And I help with the life celebrations. You know, we're moving out of the phases, you know, with churches and funerals. The younger generation are looking at the thing called a life celebration. So I get to help plan that. A lot of people have that after they die. Well, what I like to do is help plan their life celebration and get them there for their last hurrah. Uh, the, the grand finale, you might as well call it. it. They should have that celebration. We all have birthdays. We need a death day too. I love that you go there, Deborah. Such great wisdom. Always learn things from you. That's why I value connecting so much. I learned tonight already about the color healing, which just blows my mind. Uh, that's going to be a session I'm going to have to do with you soon. 
I'm going on radio, Deborah, right now and going to say, I don't have anything really fully put together because I'm not planning on going anywhere for a while. But the recording's going to be out there that I do not want to go into a church or be buried underground. <laughs> I need to get everything else set up. So maybe I need to use your services for the death coaching, Deborah, while I'm still here. So people uh, follow my wishes and commands. <laughs> yeah, follow your commands. That's that's good. I like that. <laughs> that's what we all need. We all need to plan that. So people need to realize that that we'll be watching after. So everyone that knows me, I'll be watching. So please honor and listen to Deborah if I go before she does with all of this. It's going to be a joke tonight, Deborah, with you and I a little bit here. I wanted to get into our story. We met a few years back where I worked prior and had a great connection. You introduced me to your grandchildren. They're super sweet. So I'm going to go there because we connected about this prior and let you kind of tell the story, if you would, about your grandson, Mondo, and how we've stayed in touch and the current events of what's went on, because I feel that really has been what's motivated you to, after all of these years of having your purpose, trying to find the purpose fully, that he has allowed you and worked with you now to being where you're at today? Well, my grandson had passed in February, February 3rd of this year. So about four and a half months ago, he, he knew I was like this. You know, we had several conversations about this. And after he had passed and you and I got reconnected through Armando and through the painting, three days after he died, he comes to you because he knew you were like me and, and we could connect on this level. But Armando had that first reading you gave me where Armando was talking about how I need to use my voice to help people is what got me started with, with the website and everything. Because I already have all, all, you know, this training and the certificates and the knowledge and the wanting to be able to help people. And this is where my heart is to be able to help people on these levels. Helping people in their homes and everything is great, you know, and there is a lot of satisfaction in that and owning a business like that. However, I need this, you know, this is, like I said, where my heart's at. I've always had Weird things happen, you know, like all my cell phones and all my computers. EMF is too strong. My energy is just way too strong not to be used. <laughs> and I hate to say this, but my my one friend, Joan, back in the 90s, who, took, who actually helped me with Reiki and get me in tune to this, she's done my training. She's the one who told me, you know, you need to be doing this because she could, she sensed the, my energy was strong and that I was a healer, which I didn't know. I think you've always known, Deborah. though, just with having met you and knowing you and being a colleague in the industry, your vibe, the energy you have is all encompassing and just phenomenal. I just found it unique how within 72 hours of his passing, he comes to me through my painting. And I did not know how to approach or even bring it up to you because we connected through other means politically and just in general but 
I did not know about the woo-woo. He knew clearly to come to me because he knew my psychic abilities and he knows you and that we would connect. So I know on the other side of the veil, he definitely brought you and I even closer to being able to connect, to bring this full circle. I'm, I want to say something that was very unique with Armando. Okay. I was coming home from a, a lady that I had in hospice who ended up dying right in my arms, as a matter of fact. So I had this lady one night and I had seen an orb as I was driving and it was coming towards me. Okay. And I got out and I tried taking pictures and taking a video while that little stinker wouldn't allow it. And I knew it was Tim. So I, I ended up going home, which was only a few blocks away. And I, the moon was very beautiful. So I went to take a picture of the moon and there was the light again. And I, it's annoying. You just know, I knew that was Armando. So I flipped it over to a video and I took this video of him and he's coming towards me across the street. And I was all, come on, Armando, you know, and I was so happy. Thank you for being here with me. And, you know, and then I said to him, just out of the blue, I'm like, okay, Mondo, let's go upstairs now. <laughs> Cause it was like 10 o'clock at night. And he just took off to the house and I caught that on video and everybody I showed was like, I never saw that anywhere on, on the internet or on any of these ghost hunter shows. You know, you saw that. It, it's amazing. That it is. I've never, I've seen a lot in my day and I have never seen anything like that. He has such a positive and strong aura though, and such a positive energy. What I find unique, and I just thought about this right now, Deborah. I'll have to share in the show notes the photo of the painting that he did with me and what it looks like reversed because it's really neat when I get into my frequency paintings, the ability I have to see two sides of things. So some people want to refer to it as heaven and hell. I don't refer to it as that. It's more for me, light and dark. And so if I paint dark, the colors are unique enough that when it's reversed on the phone, it will look very light. And if it's very light and it's reversed, it ends up very dark. So I think I'll put that in the show notes so people can actually see what that looks like. And as a really positive, and I can sense that right now that Mondo's saying, yes, please do that. He wants everyone to see it. Yeah, I bet he would want everyone to see that because that picture does tell a huge story and I don't want to get into details, but there's some things in there that I saw which showed how he was feeling before he died. And I know, I know he's in a much better place, so to speak, because he's not in his physical, he's not having the, the issues that teenagers have. Armando was being bullied pretty bad and his heart was full of love. He would drive from his city over to Beaverdam, which was what, 12 miles on his bike to visit his friends that would ditch him. Well, that hurt. And three days before he died, he tried talking to me about it. And I was so busy getting the activity house ready, doing, you know, the, the pantry at the time. And I just didn't spend time with him. And again, it's something I'll always regret, but I do know that, you know, he's forgiven me. He knows I was just being a human, doing what I had to do. Deborah, don't blame yourself. You and I have connected with him many a times, and he 
forgives and he loves the ability that he can be with you and everybody else at all times. His energy is so high. He's in every place and he loves that. Um, clearly everyone misses him in his physical form to giving him hugs, you know, and all of that, but don't ever be hard on yourself because he is channeled and he's just so happy you're on this episode and you're following your purpose and your mission here. He's saying to turn that frown upside down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think his mom told him that a couple of times. So <laughs> we were so close. Me and Armando were like, we were so close. It, when he died, a whole piece of me disappeared. Although not whole without him, don't get me wrong. It was just, it was so hard. But I made it through. And, you know, the last couple of days I realized today I didn't even cry. You know, every day I cry and I'm so sad. But what he gave to me through music, certain songs, you know, now we have our song, which I was so sad about when he first died that we didn't have our song. Well, he, he gave that to me. And then through you, he gave me that other song, which we'll talk about another time. And the song we're talking about today has always been my all-time favorite song ever since it came out. It's about lucid dreaming. But to me, it's about like him or any of our loved ones that had passed. And the way we can be connected now is through our dreams. It's that spirit connection. Although they don't go anywhere and we're they're still with us. They're still part of our life on every level. They're here with us all the time. And we're the ones, again, like Reiki, breaking that connection, cutting that line. We don't need to do that. We still have full relationships with them that can still grow. I mean, did you guys ever have anybody who, somebody who died, like Armando, for instance? I can hear clearly in my head so many times his voice saying something like, you know, no, do it this way. Or even if it's not his voice, it's a knowing that he gave it to me. He said, do this or do that, whatever it is. And I know darn well it's him. It didn't come from me. It came from somewhere and it's him because he's always, always, always with me. And thank you for that, Mondo. <laughs> so Deborah, I'm really excited to discuss the music video since you brought it up. I'll be putting this again, everyone, in the show notes. So it's Queen's Reich, and the song is called Silent Lucidity. And I'm going to let you start out, Deborah, with some of the meaning and symbolism you find behind the music video. And I know that you have some strength behind the lyrics. There were some pretty strong lyrics in there. And I just am excited to be able to bounce some of the thoughts off each other. To go a little bit more into this music video, the runtime is six minutes. It's in color. And the release date for the song was February 1991. Deborah, what are some of your first impressions and thoughts? First of all, I would like to say that I don't know if I told you this before, but this is my all-time favorite song. And that that's because of the the two worlds and you know, again i've known this since i was a, a young child and the song is about somebody having a nightmare it starts out i'll just read it hush now don't you cry wipe away the teardrops from your eye you're lying safe in bed and it was all a bad dream spinning in your head your mind tricked you to feel the pain of someone 
close to you leaving the game of life. So here it is, another chance, wide awake, you face the day, your dream is over, or has it just begun? Okay, so what I think about this is, you know, the person is half awake, half asleep, they had this nightmare, and the person knows that their loved one had died, okay? So let's just say it's you, like whoever the listener is, you know your loved one had died, you had fallen asleep, and you had this nightmare about this person, you know, that they died. And you could, you felt the pain in your dream, you woke up crying, um, maybe, maybe you were panicked, scared. And so your mind tricked you to feel that pain in your dream. I don't know about you guys, but I wake up laughing sometimes or crying or scared. Or So I know that that's true. Your mind tricked you to feel the pain of someone close to you leaving the game of life. And then he says, so here it is another chance. Wide awake, you face the day. Your dream is over or has it just begun? Okay, yeah, the dream is over, but now you have to live with this, that your loved one is gone. But again, they're not really gone. You have to just realize that they're there. I love the things that you had to say there, Deborah. There is such significance in the lyrics, for sure. This song is probably one of the most spiritual that I've seen out there. I never watched the music video until you had mentioned to me the song. I had heard it prior and you told me I would know it when I heard it. I was like, I don't think I know what the song is, but yes, I had heard it before. So, you know, what I find unique, Deborah, is the mobile above the little girl in the music video with the sky blue in the background with the stars and how the bed turns into a ship. And I consider it at least a ship. I know it was still a bed, but the way they made it, it was almost like it was sailing through the universe and able to go anywhere. You can tell that the child had lost a loved one and they were playing ball. So they were doing activities in the lucid dreaming. At one point, the words say, smiling next to you, silent lucidity. And I think it really speaks to, at least my impression, that no matter what's going on in the dreams or in our reality, our waking moments on the earth, that they're with us and they're smiling, sitting next to us, whether we physically see them or not, they are still with us. What's your take on that? Yes, Amber, I have to agree. They are with us. This is what people don't understand. When the body dies, yeah, you're not with them anymore. You can't physically hug them or touch them or see them or smell them when you're hugging them and smell their hair. You can't do all that stuff or laugh and look into each other's eyes. But again, you can still have that relationship with them. It's a knowing that they're there. You have to believe that they are because once you cut that off, that's when that's on you. They're still there. They're always there. Like it showed in that video, the person is smiling next to them because no matter what, what they're going through, and I can't remember that line, but it's something like he says, if you open your mind for me, you won't rely on open eyes to see. The walls you built within come tumbling down, a new world will begin. So you don't have to have you open your mind to see this. 
You don't have to have physical eyes to see them. You can feel them. You can sense them. The walls you build within are the walls of, well, they're not here anymore. Oh, they're not here at this function. You know, I wish my dad was here at my wedding. Well, your dad is there at the wedding. You have to open your mind, you know, in order to sense them. Um, remember, we're only using the five senses. We have to go spiritually. So he says, the walls come tumbling down and a new world will begin. Living twice at once, you'll learn you're safe from pain and the dream domain, your soul set free to fly. Again, master of illusion. It's all it is. Everything's just an illusion anyway. It's how you look at things. So you can believe what you want to believe or... If you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right. Deborah, what it makes me think of is you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Really thought the lyrics, and I know you're big into the lyrics. You mentioned the walls you build. There's a triangle, and you'll see it melts and falls apart. What's your take on them doing that during the video? Well, those are the walls that you build within come tumbling down, a new world will begin. The new world is living twice as at once. You're free from pain and the dream remains. Your soul's set free to fly. All possibilities. You're able to realize that you're a spirit. You're, you're just having this human experience. You're, you're going through a life. Did you notice how they were talking? And, and again, it was like the frequencies uh, you could hear different voices before the hug me, you know, you could hear different voices. It's like you had to tune into it. Kind of like with my Reiki, you got to tune into it. And with your mediumship, you tune into it. That dream, you're just, you're tuning into this part of life. We all have it. And that's the thing that we need to make aware to other people. We are living twice at once, but too many people are focused on and the here and now is what they call it. The physical, what what I can see, taste, touch, smell is all that matters. Let's put on the bad news because it's all that matters right now. Even though people are getting sick of it and they're, you know, they don't want to watch it. Yeah. So once they, they realize that everything's possible and even controlling your dreams, commanding in another world. Suddenly, you'll hear and see this magic new dimension. You know, we're, we're commanders of this world, and we can tap into magic, our own magic, or we tap into the song, into dreams. We can control our dreams. How many people have done that? Not always, but we, every one of us have done it. I love what you're saying and speaking for everyone to hear. It's what's needed right now, especially with everything going on with the pandemic, our government, and just everything that's going on. I think people need to open their eyes to this new reality and concept. And so people don't have to open their eyes. That's what's great about it is we have free will. I definitely want my eyes opened and like living this way because I don't like to be suppressed and I don't like people to make decisions and whatnot for me. And I think a big part of what I got out of the music video and the song was we can make anything out of anything. It doesn't matter where we're at. We just need to put the wheels in motion and be willing to go there. 
And I don't know about you, but these are my happiest days. And it's because I'm actually thinking what I want to think, saying what I want to say, believing in what I want to believe. And as you said, you have to tap into it. As a psychic medium, you know, it was so hard to accept the psychic term because I don't want to tell people's futures. <laughs> That's not my job. I like tapping into the skill of the psychic mediumship side of things because I get to help people heal. And that's my mission to help the most amount of people heal as humanly possible. And I know you with your Reiki, that is your goal. And I am wondering your take on this whole, anybody out there that wants to consider it quote unquote, black magic. I will say personally, all I deliver is light being the light worker. I get rid of the darkness. I don't play games with the devil. I don't believe in that concept. Uh, but I do wonder your input if someone were to say, because, you know, we joke around and call it woo woo. And, you know, it's something we're very passionate about. What's your take when someone brings up the term black magic? Well, when it comes to people like us, <laughs> there's, there's light and dark and that's all there is. Okay. So go to Easter Island if you want black magic. Worship the devil, your devil, if you want black magic. Our stuff comes from our own energy. We all know we have energy. You know, that's all it is. We're not manipulating it in a bad way. We're helping. We're enhancing. Everything is energy, okay? The trees, the grass, our cars, we're all made up of the one anyways. It's all how you look at it, the yin-yang, you know, positive and negative. What we're doing is far from negative. How can healing somebody or helping them talk to somebody that died that they need closure on be dark in any way, shape, or form? It's just not. You got to be smart about it and quit putting yourself in a box with religion who says it's, it's dark. Who are they to say anything? They're worshiping a God so far out there instead of looking at themselves. Like Jesus said, you know, anybody can do anything. Look within. That's where we are. We're made of stardust. We're God's children. We are not outside of God. We are inside of God. We're part of it. We're his child or her child or however you want to look at it. To me, it's not black magic. It's if they want to think that, then that's their narrow, teeny-brained BS that they were brainwashed into. Let them think whatever they want. But people like us and people who are listening to us would not think that. This is just for somebody to tell others who might say that. <laughs> you are so spot on when you say the things you're saying, Deborah, because there is not one ounce of darkness through any of what I've seen, I'm sure there are probably those out there that are dark, you know, and give people a bad name, but you're going to see that with medical doctors, attorneys, teachers, you're going to see dark and light in all aspects of life. We're seeing it in the school systems where they're teaching children certain things of what they want them to know. And not teaching them the things that they should know. And I don't think it's so much, I guess, a concept of the shoulds in the world. I feel people really need to, I listen to the raw contact, the law of one, and they speak about Jesus and how Jesus came 
down to all of us. And yes, he experienced everything. Different parts of the Bible are very much so true. And I want people to know that. Do I think that they're wrong for believing and going to church? No, I support that full heartedly. Do what you need to do to see the light. I just know in my experience and my reality, being a light worker and coming down, being an old soul. And I know Deborah, you're an old soul as well. We've been there. We've done this. We all come in with that veil of forgetfulness. And at some point that veil of forgetfulness starts to lift. Thankfully, it was before this experience is over for myself, at least. And I'm getting, it's all coming second nature. It's all coming back. And so I just, I love being able to talk about this with you. What other thoughts do you have for our listeners out there today? I would like to say that the darkness cannot hide in the light. A lot of people have heard that. But think about this. You're in the dark. All you have to do is flip on the light. You know, you got a whole room full of darkness and you light one teeny little candle and it lights up the whole room. Right now, we are living in the dark. We are because we're so, I don't want to say brainwashed, although I do feel like that, but we've been so sheltered and all the news is nothing but bad news. Okay. When I was in high school, I wanted to start a magazine at that time called The Good News. I wanted all the good stories to be told. And I know we're moving into a time with where people are saying, are getting to the point where I'm not watching your damn news crap anymore. If you don't show us both sides of this COVID story and give us the miracle stories, we're not going to watch it. The news channels, they're, they're still not ready yet, but they're moving. Everything's moving, as you know, to the light. So we're going to experience what life is like without the darkness. It's going to be a number of years, but more and more people are all of a sudden spiritual, you know, because they're starting to believe this. They're coming to their own understanding and it's resonating in their soul. You know, they realize that, you know, there is more to this. Some people are just wakening up. Like, I'll tell you, my daughter had a a strange experience and, you know, I, I probably shouldn't get into details, but. It was things that she didn't experience before. And they were all on the spiritual side. And that happened right after Armando died. You know, he's bringing this stuff to out there, you know, to his family. Other people are doing it. And I don't really know what to say. But I do know that, think about this. Right now, it's kind of like spilling oil all over the place. Okay, oil and water do not mix. The light in the dark isn't mixing. It's going to go one way or the other. And that's that's it. We've had the dark all these years. Now it's a time of awakening. And that's what's happening. And it's just still the beginning of it. Light is winning, Deborah. That's the one thing I can say. And that's why I always close my podcast with either sending light and love or light and strength. It's all about the light. And we are in a new energy. Ryan will speak to and attest to that, that we are in the first time anyone's ever been in this energy. We've lived our past lives in a particular energy. This is the first time we're in an unknown energy. And I'm excited for where we're heading. What about you? Oh, yeah. It's about time people climb aboard that spaceship. (laughs) Oh, and here's another thing. People in religion think the new Jerusalem is coming down from heaven. Well, it's just, 
it's the energy is what it is. It's not like this whole new earth is just going to change like that. But we are going to see the world without the darkness. World leaders are going to come together and all they're going to get along and it's going to be a human thing. It's not going to be what it is with all these divisions anymore. We're not going to be divided. You're dark like that one song. How does that one song go about? You can't play here because you don't have the right skin color. Well, did you really think about that before you made that rule? I wish I could think of that line, that song, but I know some of you listeners will know, know what that is. But it's true. And the younger generation, they're already, they already know this. There is no black and white and Mexican. And, you know, some of them do, do have that, but that's from still the media or their parents who are teaching them that. These children born nowadays, they don't even see skin color. They just know that we're all human. Kids born in this generation are definitely in tune. And Madison and I spoke about that last week. They come in knowing, and then parents and adults think they're being disrespectful, which there are disrespectful youth out there. Don't get me wrong. You're going to have disrespect at any age. But they don't respect or appreciate these adults that are trying to tell them something they know is false and that are lies. And I think that is the biggest thing I've recognized with the new generation. Yeah, that is very true. They know that the old world energy is going away. A lot of them are old souls. They already, they've been here several times and they're here to change the earth. You know, we don't have to live like this. We're choosing to. If everyone turned off the news, guess what? They wouldn't be in existence anymore. It's, it's things like that. Turn your back on that stuff. Go to the light. Be happy. Have fun at work. You know, joke around with your people. Okay, so being a death coach, I did want with this song, Deborah. it's very spiritual, clearly. There can be many different meanings, I think, to different people. But to me, it's not only about actual dreams, it's about a loving presence that's there with you in this human life, um, whether you're dreaming either literally or figuratively. And I think when someone you love dies, you'll definitely feel lonely and devastated at first. So I think people really have to hone in. There is going to be that abandonment. There's going to be that some people may feel a loss of purpose, especially if they lose a kiddo, but accepting that there's still life ahead of you and the loss of a loved one gives you that feeling that things have stopped, but they really haven't. And I really, how do you help people see that they are there? They are there, whether we see them or not, and to work through that process. Well, unfortunately, to come to their own terms, to realize that they're there if they choose to. So again, it's a personal decision. Do you want to see them? Do you want to feel them? Do you want to hear that whisper somewhere in the wind where, oh my God, you know, I just know that that's what somebody would have said to me. You know, I'm, I'm sad right now and I'm crying about them. And all of a sudden this thought came that's, that was of me and Armando going down Zeus or whatever that was at at Mount Olympus, he begged and begged for years for me to go down that with him, and I wouldn't do it. 
finally I went down it. You know, I was scared. I wish I would have bought the picture of me and him. It was a, a good picture of him. <laughs> but that and that happened to me. I was just crying and crying, missing him so much. And that memory came alive in my head and I started laughing. I remembered that. That's his way of making me feel better. And they come through all the time. We just have to be open to it. I was going to say, in the experience of honing in on the experiences we've had with them in living those, we can relive those even with them not physically there. And I think that people need to accept that they can be together with the deceased loved one through our dreams, but also in this reality by talking, sharing stories. I've noticed so much a connection, Deborah, with books and it being, or movies even playing out that are people's past experiences playing out on camera for us to watch and for us to read. There's just significance with that. So I thought I'd throw that out there because I notice a lot of my synchronicities playing out through music and books and in movies and TV shows. True. Yeah. And I noticed, I don't think I, I told you this, but, um, I didn't have a song again with Armando and he's the one that I, my main focus is on because he was a child and didn't realize what he was doing. But then again, maybe he did. And, you know, he was a very old soul and he just had enough. Oh, I got to tell you the story. One day he was about maybe six years old, maybe five. I don't know. We were sitting at my apartment in Oconomowoc and he had a little desk by the chair and he had all his stuff on the floor. And I said, Armando, pick your stuff up. And he said, that's why I never wanted to be human. I only wanted to be a cat. And I was like, what? Where did that come from? You know, because I had a cat that died before he was born the same day, actually. And yeah, and realizing going back to that, thinking one day after he had passed, I thought, oh my God, cats lived to be about 14. He was 14 and a half. I know this is way off the subject, but who's to say, again, if we're spirits, which we are, who's to say we can't be whatever kind of form in a body that we want to be for the experience, like going to a Halloween party and I'm going to be a cat for, you know, and meow, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Deborah, you know? you're so funny. I love that you mentioned that. I mean, look at my background. I have Alice in Wonderland in the background. It's where I'm choosing to be right now. As you're looking at me on Zoom, I think it's all about what we want to make it. And I love that you tell me, whenever you tell me the story about uh, the cat, because people can say, oh, that's just in your head or that's a coincidence. Him saying that and your cat passing away the day he's born, there's significance there. Nobody can tell me any different. Minutes, minutes, minutes. That is wild. And I see that in mediumship, people choosing to come back and communicating with their loved ones about do they want them to come back in that form into more of a human existence or an existence where they can't be around all the time again, where in the other side of the veil, they can be around at all times. And I have to have these conversations with clients, with their loved ones, because Deborah, when they pass, I mean, nobody wants to think about their loved one passes. It's not fun, but they can be everywhere, anytime, any place. 
on that side of the veil. If they come back into this earthly experience, I'll just call it the human experience, they can see them when they see them, but not at all the time. Right. And I, I would just like to say, I know it's very far-fetched and this might be for a different show or whatever, but well, Armando was born moments after my cat died. Okay. Because of the neighbors who put the cat there. I told them what time he, Armando was born. My cat followed me everywhere. Okay. Who was only like three and a half years old everywhere. I love that cat. I called him my little baby boy. The only time I was away from the cat in the house was when he would sit on my lap in my rocking chair and I would rock. He didn't like that. So he would jump off. Now babies like to be rocked, but apparently cats don't, <laughs> or at least that one didn't. Deborah, I always learn things from you. Every time we communicate, we obviously cross over some different clients and I just enjoy working with you, learning the ins and outs of this human experience and uh, challenging old ways of thinking with you. We seem to match more than we don't. I have no problem when we do challenge each other. That's what this life is, is about. The listeners are definitely going to want to connect with you. And we'll share your website again in the show notes. We'll give them the different ways to be able to connect. I am intrigued, though, to know what is your favorite quote? I heard this on a concept, and I use it all the time, but I change it to my own way, okay? So it's not a quote per se, but it's something that, it's a concept, and it says something like this. Don't worry about things you have no control over, and if you do have control over them, why worry? That is a quote by Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amber. <laughs> We have officially quoted Abracadabra, and um, I just absolutely love it and couldn't agree more. That's a beautiful quote. Where do you find best that the listeners can connect with you? The best way to get in contact with me would be the website. Your website's lifewithabracadabra.com? Yes, correct. Perfect. It's in the show notes. We'll have your email as well so they can connect with you that way. I know I'm going to have you on for future songs and excited for your input. As always, everyone, check out my website. I've got my top daily music video, which normally comes forward from a synchronicity. Deborah, again, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for sharing your story. Definitely want to dedicate this episode out to Armando. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I, appreciate, I, I appreciate it, Amber. You, you do awesome work. And I just want to tell your listeners that you are so amazing. Everything that you talk about when you're doing a reading is spot on that there is no way the devil is being a pretending to be a dead loved one. Cause you hear that from churches all the time. It's a bunch of crap. Your spirit goes on. As we all know, your body can't go on without it, but yeah. So she's spot on and everybody that works with her loves her and she'll give a great reading the best. That's for sure. And I didn't pay you to say that Deborah. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Everyone, Go out, 
uh, check out Deborah's webpage. She has awesome services. She's always growing and developing. It's where I learn to grow and develop daily. And I really look up to her. I know you all will too. So again, thank you, Deborah. It's been a blessing. You too. Thank you, Amber. Thank you for joining. If you've enjoyed spending time with me today, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast. You'll find links in the show notes to items discussed during the podcast. Check out the Try a New Frequency website for my top daily music video. I love hearing from all of you. Feel free to send me an email to tryanewfrequency at gmail.com. I'm sending you all love and light until the next time.